Welcome to the There's More Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Karen. And we are helping women dream bigger, pray bolder, and live empowered. And today we're being joined by Greg Haswell, who happens actually to be the pastor at Northlands Church, where both Rachel and I attend. And Greg is, um, he's just an apostle of the faith to me. You know, he's one of those men that um, just speaks with such authority, but from a father's heart. Um, and just really stewards and shepherds the heart of God so well. And one of the things he talks about is what does it look like to strengthen ourselves in the spirit? Mm-hmm. And that can sound a little bit like woo woo, a little bit out there, but he's real practical about ways that we can um, use the practice of journaling. He talks about what can be a very controversial subject about praying in tongues, but he breaks it down from a scriptural perspective and why it's important and why it um, why it helps to strengthen our spirit. So we think you're going to enjoy this conversation. Welcome to the There's More podcast. Greg Haswell, welcome to the There's More podcast. What an honor. I mean, oh my gosh. This is, we're recording this on Father's Day week, and I can think of like no one who holds like a, a mm. surrogate role like you do, even though you're like kind of my same age, yeah. but but you hold this fatherly role for me. I just honor you for that, honestly. Like the things mm. that I have learned sitting under your teaching have changed my whole life. I was just praying for Greg before we started, and I was at a leadership conference didn't know why I was there. It was hilarious. This was 11 years ago. Rob Rufus was speaking. We had had, you know, Rob's tapes are what showed me the gospel of grace. And I was like, Rob yeah. is going to be at this conference. We should all go. So we drove over from Huntsville and I'm, you know, of course, meeting you for the first time. And I just, I'm like 11 years ago and what God has done in those 11 years, just because yeah. of my, my connection to you, honestly, Greg, I wouldn't have started Be Still. We would have never had a prayer team. So I just, I mean, y'all don't even know the history right. that we have with um, Northlands Church and with Greg and Michelle. And I just, I just honor you so much. But today we really do want to talk about just your wisdom around strengthening our spirit and how do we do that? I mean, we talk about that, but it's like, how do you do that? That's right. Like, what mm-hmm. what does that look like? And you've just taught a series on that. So can we start talking through that? Yeah, I think the idea around strengthening our spirit um, is is sort of a foreign thing for many people in many churches because we're, we're not uh, used to thinking of ourselves in terms of being spirit beings. Right. Uh, we think of ourselves as natural human beings, as, you know, kind of derived from the animals is the worldly way of thinking about human beings, but um, the the scripture takes a very different view about us. We are spirit beings. Uh, I like the way that Emma Starks says it in her book, Prophetic Warrior. She said, uh, you're a physical, you're you're not a physical being looking for a spiritual experience, Right. which is where most people in churches think they are. I'm Mm -hmm. a physical being that's looking for a spiritual experience. No, you're a spirit having a temporary physical experience. Right. So I kind of, I think that's a more biblical and an and accurate picture about who we are. Mm. So uh, if we can just lay, lay, let's just lay a ground groundwork around this, because if we're going to take a, a view of what the scripture sees, which is the better way to do this, um, the scripture talks about heavenly places. All right. So there's, there's more than just this world. There are physical places that we inhabit and dwell, and we have a physical body that lives in a specific place and time. 
But there are spiritual places. The, Paul talked about being caught up to the third heaven in Second Corinthians 12. And uh, in Kings, uh, uh, he said, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne in the heavenly assembly. And Ephesians talks about we've been blessed in heavenly places with yes. every spiritual blessing. And so uh, we're seated uh, in Ephesians 1.20 in heavenly places, what the scripture says. So, uh, and God raised us up and seated with him. So there are there are spiritual places that are other than the, the the place we currently live in and we are a spirit being so we can connect with those spiritual places from where we are then the, the bible teaches that there are many different types of spiritual beings mm-hmm. humans are spirit but there are other spirits there are angels there are demons there are seraphs there are cherubs there are watchers there are you know different kinds of beings and Fundamentally, some of those beings are servants of God, and some of those are in rebellion to God. Mm-hmm. And um, the neat thing about the current place that we, God gave the earth to man, mankind, humankind. And uh, when uh, the, some of the rebels in heaven rebelled against God, he banished them from heaven. Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning, and he committed him to the earth. So the the, the scripture talks about the devil being the ruler of the prince of the air yeah. and the mm-hmm. you know the, the god of this age and the so there are there are rebels spiritual rebels against god and and paul says in ephesians 6 our struggle is not against flesh and blood right but against those rulers and authorities and powers of the dark world against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms mm. so uh, peter says 1 peter 5 9 he goes he goes listen be alert and, and have a sober mind because your enemy, the devil, prowls like a roaring lion. He's looking for someone to devour. And then he says, this is what you're supposed to do. Resist him. Stand firm in the faith. So uh, if James says, James 4 says, submit yourself to God. Resist the devil and he will run from you. And so the first principle we understand about the spiritual reality is that when it comes to spiritual realities, we have the authority of the one we're submitted to. Mm. If I submit myself to God and I resist the devil, he runs screaming from me. Mm-hmm. That's the way that works. So this idea that um, we need to be worried or fearful about what's going on in the world, that's, uh, that's what most believers have sort of turned their back on the whole spiritual reality thing going, well, I don't understand that. And, I, and I'm pretty sure if I, if I leave the enemy alone, he's going to leave me alone. But that's not the way the Bible says it. Um, then we have uh, spiritual weapons. Um, I know I'm taking a little long to answer your question. But no, I just no, it's go- good. Yeah. We have some spiritual weapons that we, we're supposed to fight with. Second uh, Corinthians 10, Paul said the weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of this world, but they have divine power to demolish strongholds and to pull down pretensions and yeah. take every poor captive. And uh, Paul talks about uh, Titus wrestling in prayer in the spirit realm. So when the Bible then talks to us as believers, as a group, it talks about us being a spiritual house yeah. in which God will dwell by his spirit. Um, so that's kind of just the background. Now, if if people don't understand that basic, and there's, that's yeah. eminently provable framework from the New Testament mm-hmm. and throughout the whole scripture, 
when you suddenly understand that, then you then you come to the realization: Wow, uh, uh, there's this whole world that I'm supposed to be part of. And what I love about this whole idea is that if you have believed in Jesus Christ, you have been hidden in Christ. Yeah. And uh, you are therefore in the spiritual realm, the most dangerous, mm. most authoritative. You're the biggest, baddest thing out there. Yeah. <laughs> People get nervous about, oh, I don't want to get involved in the spirit. I go, but if you're submitted to Jesus, you're dangerous. Yes. I mean, all of heaven and earth, uh, every created thing, every tongue and every knee is bowing to him. Mm-hmm. So when you submit your life, when you're consumed by him, well, then there's complete peace in the spiritual realities. Yeah. Even though there's resistance against you because there's resistance against Jesus, even though uh, this world is given basically, for the most part, in rebellion to God, we can walk through the world with, with alert minds and a peaceful heart and see spiritual truth coming to a lot of people. So this idea that, okay, I'm, I'm a spiritual being, then what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Well, Thessalonians talk, talks about, you know, may your whole body and soul and spirit be kept blameless. So, so the, the Bible speaks to our, our spirits. And one of the things I've learned is that um, just like your body has natural abilities, uh, five senses. Yes. Um, and nobody thinks it's weird that I can see or smell or taste or touch. Um, they think it's strange if one of those faculties is missing. Um, uh, because that's those are natural functions of my physical body. Yeah. My spirit also has certain natural abilities. Yeah. Um, and uh, the the real magic in this thing is where you tend to focus. So if you focus on hearing and you just, for the next 10 seconds, just really try to hear everything, you, you'd hear sounds that were there all the time. You just weren't focusing on them. Yes. And so they weren't, they weren't kind of getting to you. I always, I like to say this to people, if can you feel the chair underneath you? Because up until the time I asked you about it, although you were practically able to feel the chair, that feeling the chair wasn't in your mind. Uh-uh. And so it's the same with your spirit. Your spirit has natural abilities. Scary. And unless you focus there, you, 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 won't beca- you, you, you live in a state of un- being unaware of a physical, uh, just like a yeah. real issue that you can, you can get to. So yeah. we have, for example, senses. Our spirit can see and taste and touch. Isaiah said, I saw the Lord. And, and, you know, he an angel touched his coal and he heard voices and he, you know, he, he tasted things. Ezekiel said, he gave me a scroll and I ate it. It tasted like honey. Yeah. Yes. Um, so your, your spirit, there are spiritual senses. Um, uh, I think it was, John, it was Ezekiel. He said, he picked me up by the hair, you know, I'm going. <laughs> um, so uh, People experience stuff in the spiritual realm that they didn't. Paul said, I went to the third heaven. And I'm not sure whether I was there with my body or without, without my body. Right. So I, don't know, I can't really. He had this experience where God showed him heaven. And he, he said, God revealed to me stuff that I, I'm not even allowed to talk about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I'm not even sure my body was there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I had this whole experience with taste, see, touch. So it's one of the natural abilities of our spirit. And so. What sometimes happens is uh, people have, they smell, they, you know, we're in a worship time and they smell something. Yeah. It happens to me, my wife, Michelle, she goes, can you smell that? I go, babe, <laughs> it's that lavender prophetic thing of yours, I don't get, I'm not, you know, yeah. she, 
Um, and people perceive things that are not physically there. Yeah. Um, secondly, you can relate uh, to, to the Lord. Um, if if our, our spirits didn't have a natural ability to relate to God, we would never be able to. Because the Bible says, John 4, God is a spirit and yeah. we are spirit beings. Right. Yeah. We're designed to relate to him. And if you join yourself to the Lord, you become one with him in spirit, right? That's what Corinthians 6 says. So uh, Corinthians 13, 2 Corinthians 13 talks about the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Uh, Philippians 2 talks about uh, if you have any comfort from knowing Christ, if any fellowship with the Spirit. There's this assumption that between you and the Holy Spirit, there is a communion. That's yes, right. yeah. That, that His Spirit speaks to my Spirit and that it's a Spirit-to-Spirit communication. Thirdly, um, we can receive stuff in the Spirit. Um, uh, Paul said, oh, what no mind is conceived, you know, what ear is heard or mind is conceived, um, the things that God has prepared, these are the things. These things that no, no eye has seen, ear has heard, no mind conceived, these are the things that God reveals by His Spirit mm-hmm. to us. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there are some things, and, I, and I've loved this, I've been practicing this for this last year. It's probably been my favorite thing to do is to just sit quietly and receive. Mm, yeah. Because I, my spirit, your spirit, has a natural ability to be able to, to receive what Jesus has given us in the spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Are you, do you have a rubric yeah. to that? Is it like, Lord, what do I taste right now? Lord, what do I see? Right? Is there is there a rubric or are you just like not trying to think? I'm just curious. Like when you say that, like what does that mean for somebody who hasn't practiced? Like are you yeah. You know, I um I was I was drafted into the military when I was 18 and um day one they cut your hair and then the next thing they do is they take you to this massive warehouse. And there's about 40 guys standing behind tables. And the first guy says to you, what's your shoe size? And you tell him, and he puts two pairs of boots down. Mm-hmm. And the next guy says, what's your waist size? And he puts three pairs of, you know, and then shirts and jackets and hats. And then you get a rifle and then you get bedding. And then you get, you know, you just walk down and there's this long row of guys. It's the quartermaster store. They just equip you. Yes. Yeah. And when you stumble out on the other side, you, you have everything <laughs> you need to be a soldier, right? And um, Everything. Yeah. I mean, you know. And and so I felt like the Lord said to me uh, a little while back, he said, uh, I want you to come like that to me because mm, the Bible yeah. says Jesus has blessed us with every single possible spiritual blessing mm, in so the heavenly good. realms, in Christ Jesus. And he goes, it's, a, it's an issue of requisitioning it in Jesus' name. Wow. The jury is not out on whether that has been purchased for you. The Bible says there are the riches of a glorious inheritance has already been paid for by Jesus. That's right. That's, that's not in question. No. Jesus already paid. And he goes, come down to the store and claim what I bought for you. Mm. Um, and so this idea of me just coming in, and, and so that's what I've been doing this year. I've just been coming in and just and just saying, could oh, I, I get a sort of, I need a boatload of wisdom for today, and mm-hmm. I need meat. And I'll oh some some fellowship with the Holy Spirit would be really good. And <laughs> I'll take some grace and I'll take um wow. could you give me some words of knowledge? <laughs> yeah. uh, could you you know, I'm just walking I'm just walking down a limitless yeah. warehouse yeah. of what Jesus has provided and just receiving it. Wow. Cool. Not not work, not have to pray up a storm. I just go, Lord, could, could I have some peace? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just receive it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My, because my spirit, your spirit is designed. Yeah. Bring that in because that's what Jesus did. If Jesus purchased it and he, and he laid it up for us in the heavenly realms, well, then you, you need to be in the spirit to get into the heavenly realms. I love that picture so much. Oh, me too. Oh my gosh. Is that the and, next book? I mean, maybe Greg. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's just, I just think listening to you, it get, I, I feel, and I know everybody that's listening is feeling it too, just that stirring mm-hmm. in their spirit. And, and when I, and for me, spirit, soul, body, just really understanding what I had in the spirit and who I was, my identity in the spirit was such a shift for me because my soul has all my feelings that are being informed by my past that have convinced me I'm not worthy, I'm dirty, I'm unclean, you know, all those things. And it was just this landing place, I think, for me to be able to say, wow, this tension can exist within me of my feelings don't always agree, but that doesn't change the truth that this is who I am by the by the spirit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. so powerful. Lovely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Greg, I'd love to talk for a minute about just so you you mentioned. So, your one of your practices is yeah. is just sitting and receiving, and I think we can look at that and go. But that I feels like I'm not doing anything, <laughs> and yet it is the greatest doing. It is the doing. It is the. I mean, yeah. it's it's the work of the Holy Spirit is believing and receiving. In, That's in right. my opinion. Yeah. But there's one thing. So um, I actually just took a class with Greg um, where he was really breaking down this whole this whole topic. And one of the things that you talked about, Greg, is something about speaking in tongues, which I know for many that are listening, it's something maybe they've never had an experience with. Not even sure if they believe in it. And, and you just did such a wonderful job of telling us what the connection is between speaking in tongues, praying in tongues, what that is, and how that develops and strengthens our spirit. Could you give us a little bit of just background on that and why that's important? Yeah, I think I think um, uh, when you understand that that um, all of the manifestation gifts, tongues is is part of a grouping of gifts. Um, that's called the manifestations of the spirit in Corinthians 12, 6. He says, now, to each one, the, the, the Greek word is phanerosis. The, the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. Mm-hmm. So the, these sets of gifts in Corinthians 12 and 14 are, are designed to make the nature and the will and the presence of the Holy Spirit uh, obvious and, and to reveal him. Yeah. Real so people. Uh, when the Bible talks about that set of gifts, what you'll find is, um, so, so these are gifts that are related, connected to the Holy Spirit in the scriptures. There are, there are two other sets of gifts. One is related to the Father. It's the grace gifts of Romans 12. So God gives grace and God gives grace gifts. And then the, the, the set of gifts that's relating to Jesus are found in Ephesians 4, which is apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. But the set of gifts that are relating to the Holy Spirit of those, there's a there's a gateway gift. Is what I call it. If you if you get breakthrough in that one, it sort of introduces the rest of the sets of, of gifts in that set to you. And so tongues is the gateway gift of manifestation gifts. Wow! It's it's the gift that he uh, usually gave first first of go. And so one of the things that we struggle with in our modern church world is we go, but this makes sense to me, and it's not logical, and it's it's just weird and. <laughs> And so I think if, if, if I was God, and I think if most modern believers were God, and we wanted to launch 
the New Testament church. We would have done it in a very different way to the way he did. (laughs) We would have called the best communicator. We would have got the best marketers. Yes. We've got the social media amped up. We've got the largest crowd we could. We would have handed out brochures. It would have been full, you know, and we would have said, all right, logically, step one, this, bang, 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 this is the church. Right. What the Holy Spirit did was he he just explodes out of heaven. Yeah. Uh, And we have to mark the day of Pentecost because the day of Pentecost was when Moses came down, first Pentecost. Moses came down out of the presence of God and brought the law. Yeah. But when he came down, people were in pagan revelry. And so he called. He said, if anybody's for the Lord, join me. And the Levites said, we're with you. And he said, right, run through the camp and kill anybody who won't stop. And so 3,000 people were killed that day mm-hmm. by the sword of the Levites. And because of their zeal, their legalistic zeal, <clears throat> and, their, uh, and, their, and their refusal to back away from judgment, uh, the Levites were appointed the priests of that covenant. Mm. And so uh, on the new day of Pentecost, the, the time when the new covenant is launched, uh, the law, which is now going to be the New Testament law, which is not written on external it's now written inside our hearts. The Holy Spirit comes. Um, and about 3,000 people are added to the church that day by the Spirit. So Paul says the, the, the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Yes. Analogy, right? So <clears throat> God comes down in the presence of the Holy Spirit, and it sounds like a hurricane uh, is coming out of heaven, but there's nothing moving. There's no wind. So the whole of Jerusalem is, is in an uproar because they, they can hear a hurricane and they can't feel anything. Hmm. And then there's 120 people who seem to be drunk and are speaking in tongues. <laughs> and if you read Acts 2, the, the response of the crowd is very similar to what the response of the crowd is today. <laughs> yes. It says they were vexed, they were perplexed, they were confused. Right. They were asking real questions like, what is this? And how right. can we all hear them in our own languages? And what is going on? What does this mean? And then there was, so there's a group of people who just, don't understand. And then there's a group of people who are experiencing this, the 120, and they don't need to justify it. They're experiencing it. Right. And then there's a group that are going uh, mocking that these people are just drunk. This is nonsense. Mm-hmm. And so pretty much you get the same three categories today. You get people right. who are confused and, and go, like, I don't understand this. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. You get people who are experiencing something from God and they're going, man, I, I wouldn't give this up for anything. And then you get people who are mocking. Yeah. And um, so for the people who are confused, uh, Pentecost is not a happy day until Peter gets up and explains. He goes, okay, let me show you. This is what was prophesied by Joel. And then about 3,000 people come to know the Lord. So when, we, when we're talking about tongues, I know I'm going the long way around. That's but you great. Asked to no, I love it. We go. So, so tongues are given. When God gave tongues, we would never do it that way. But God deliberately did that. Where the birth of his church was at the point of tongues. And then when the next massive important step for the church to learn was that Gentiles are part of it with the Jews equal, is that Peter gets sent and then they speak in tongues. And then then Peter understands, oh, wow, that's what God's saying. So, So tongues is a pivotal thing from God's perspective. And so when the scripture talks to us, if, if you have breakthrough in the gift of tongues, I, I was taught, or I used to think, when I, I grew up Methodist, right, in a Methodist church, and I used to drive past the charismatic church down the road, and I used to drive past on the other side of the road because I was scared something was going to bounce. 
a weird people in there. <laughs> because my, my view was, it was this ecstatic, uh, you know, my view was like the Holy Spirit sort of pounces on yeah, you. Yeah, you lose control. You control, you kind of forget, you, and you wake up so three minutes later and you go, what happened? You, know, <laughs> you that just was embarrassed yourself. <laughs> yeah. And you have a flag. Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah. always my thought. <laughs> No, you're blowing a chauffeur and waving a flag. I, you know, I, I didn't know what that was about. So right. um, what I've discovered, though, is when I, when I met him, uh, he is the kindest person I've ever met, the Holy sure, Spirit. Sure. And, um, and so he gave me the, the ability to speak in tongues. Now, once, you, once you, he gives you the gift, it's a gift. You can speak in tongues whenever you choose. Mm-hmm. So in Corinthians 14, there's a lot of discussion that Paul has about this gift of tongues. And he says, tongues, you can use that just like you can, you know, I have a language of English. I can use English to speak. I can use it to pray. I can use it to sing. Paul speaks about that reality. You can speak in a tongue, mm-hmm. you can pray in a tongue, and you can worship in tongues. Mm-hmm. So when um, Paul comes to the church, he goes, listen, when you speak in a tongue and, and it's, it seems like you're trying to say something, well, then if nobody interprets what you're saying, you should be quiet. Mm-hmm. Because Paul says, I'd rather speak in the church. I'd rather speak five intelligible words in Eng- or in, in a language you understand rather than 10,000 in a tongue. Because right. Paul brings up this point. He says, if you speak in a tongue, you are being edified. But the rest of us are not being edified because we can't understand you. So he said, the point of, of, of engaging in these gifts when we're together is, is number one, clarity, so that we can all... Be, be really clear about what's being said. And so, but Paul enumerates, he says, look, you, if, you, if, you, if you speak in a tongue, Corinthians 14, 4, anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves. Um, and then uh, Paul says this in verse 14, he goes, here's an interesting thing here. When I'm speaking in a tongue, my, when I'm praying in a tongue, my spirit is praying, but my mind is unfruitful. Mm-hmm. That's really helpful because um, what a lot of people struggle with is, I don't understand tongues. That's right. So I'm going to shut it down. Right. Yeah. Paul says very clearly, and I've this has been my experience. I've studied for exams and prayed in tongues. Right. I'm. I'm. My mind is really engaged in a textbook. My spirit is praying. Uh-huh. Right. Or I can, you know, I can be. So Paul said, when I when I pray in a tongue, my my spirit prays, my mind is unfruitful. So Paul says, well, what what should I do about this condition? Mm-hmm. He says, well, I'll pray with my spirit, but I'll also pray with my tongue. So, right. so technically, you can be praying. For two different situations at the same time, right? Sure, right. sure. And to me, it's like the only way to pray continually. Yeah. I mean, when the scripture says pray continually, it's like the, there's and, no and, way. And to pray perfectly. Like, talk about that. Like, what, you know, because I'm going to pray my will a lot of times. Yeah. So yeah. how does it differ when you're praying in the spirit? What, you know, what would be the distinction? Yeah, I think... um for me, uh, Paul says, uh, if if you pray in, in in the spirit, you you utter mysteries from your spirit. Right. Which which says to me that there are some things that my spirit can get its arms around that my mind doesn't yet understood. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of examples of this, right? So Paul says, Philippians four, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. Right. God, your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. So he says it. this peace that is guarding your heart and your mind goes beyond what you can understand. So you can experience to, to a point of you can receive peace that your brain is fighting you with. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't understand. 
I, it was funny. I, I just on a side thing, I was at a church recently and had a word of knowledge. And uh, the Lord gave me a guy's name and his birthday and back condition. And I said, uh, you know, I, I just go, Lord, because they hadn't asked me to do that. And <laughs> like, you've only got half an hour. And 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 I so I just I just thought, you know, I got to let it fly. And and you always take a little bit of risk, you know. And the guy who was leading the meeting. He he got really freaked out. You know, I was like, what are you doing? And I I thought I don't know what I'm doing. And maybe. And the, but fortunately, the guy was in the back. Because the last year, a couple of thousand people, and the guy said, "Yeah, that's me." And oh wow! And so I, I had people stand because it was a prophetic word to the church, and we were praying for backs. And uh, and there was a, 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 a orthopedic surgeon there, and uh, he had back pain. Mm. <laughs> and uh, but he, he was a real cynic, and so he stood up and he got healed. Oh wow! And he, the pain left his back, and he 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 struggled with it for about three weeks. Yeah, because he he had been able to receive for something because in the moment God gave a gift of faith in the room and he just he took it. Yeah, he, he got his healing, mm. but his brain and his learning couldn't handle it. It shouldn't be this way. the The condition I had doesn't get doesn't go away instantly. And mm. so he came back the next week and he said to the the pastor, you know, uh, I, I have no pain, but I'm I'm still doing tests. And the second week he came back, he goes, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I, he says, do you have, did the pain go? Because yeah, he says, I have full mobility, but, you know, I've still got some tests. He's still struggling. Yeah. There's still this war between his mind and his spirit. So right. I think the, the question is, when you, when you pray in a tongue, your spirit, which, which has been able to grab hold of some truths in God, so it begins to pray. So Paul says, when I pray in a tongue, I utter mysteries from my spirit. Mm -hmm. yeah. So there are some things that my spirit... And, and the Holy Spirit have been communing with that my brain hasn't caught up with yet. Right. And the more I pray in tongues, the more my spirit and my brain sort of sync up, you know, and my brain starts to get revelation and things start to That's flood. so true. So, yes. so it's one yeah. of the things that I suggest to people, if you if you need wisdom, just, just pray in tongues a bit. Yes. Just, I don't, don't make it like hard, just relax mm -hmm. and pray in tongues and say, welcome the Holy Spirit. And thoughts start to pop into your mind, you know, yeah. just it, it, your, your spirit starts to inform you uh, and the Holy Spirit starts to inform your spirit. Yeah. So, so we just appreciate y'all joining us. And we've been referring a lot. Sometimes in our podcast, you hear about this thing called Father's House. Mm -hmm. And we just know that sometimes when you hear these incredible stories from these incredible guests, you wonder, how did these people learn this? Yeah. How did they have these kind of encounters? And so we want to tell you about a resource that Rachel and I have written that is going to give you that that more, the yeah, more lifestyle. Absolutely. So you can go to fathershousestudy.com, and we have an eight-week Bible study encounter. It's just going to walk you to the journey that you've heard a lot about in these podcasts, and we want to offer you a 20% discount, and we hope that you will check it out. We think it'll change your life forever, and it'll take you on a journey that leads home. Craig, I'm always Good. like, this is always my perpetual question, but how do you like break through? Because I still, even people who've been praying in tongues, I mean, me, like 12 years, how do you break through feeling like you're making it up? I mean, I, I'm telling you, like, that is so, like, that is a consistent thing that I hear from people. It's something that I personally, I'm like, yeah. I mean, am I doing this? You know, although I know I get revelation and wisdom and I'm praying about things. I'm like, why am I praying in tongues right now? I'll just be driving down the road. I, mean, I was just praying a minute ago. I was like, why, wait, why am I doing that? Mm -hmm. You know, it is funny how it is like my, 
on some level, it is my autopilot, which I guess yeah. is the beautiful part of it. But is that just, I mean, is that, I mean, I'm sure you're over this by this point, but at the, at the end of the day, like there is a part of us that it's still hard to receive, even though I've been doing it for years. Yeah. I think for me, the question is one of, if you try and make it up, because, because that's the whole point is that tongues comes from a different place from my mind. Right. That's, that's why I love the Corinthian scripture, which says, if, if I pray in a tongue, my mind is unfruitful. Right. Because if um, I can literally, you can be thinking of the shopping list that you need to buy and be praying in tongues, right? Mm -hmm. So the, the point is your mind is not engaging to, to create this. Right. So I, I tell people who say, I, I think this is me. I go, stop. Now, now you try and make up a language and speak it fluently. Go. Right. And when your mind starts to try and do it, it's low like molasses because your brain is trying to think up new words. Right. It's not coming out of your mind. It's coming right. out of your spirit. Yeah. It's, it's, see, the scripture says and they, they spoke as the spirit gave them utterance, as from their spirit came yeah. utterance, mm -hmm. not from their minds. So try and make up a language and pray, you know, with praying a false tongue, it's, it's really hard. You, I know. You know? So I know. it's this, this, the easy flow of language that comes out of your spirit is a beautiful thing. I had a, we had a, a situation many years ago in the church where uh, one of the guys got up and spoke in tongues in a meeting, and then somebody else got up and interpreted it. And a lady came up to me after the meeting, and I think she was somewhere from Eastern Europe, you know, one of the Kazakhstans or Uzbekistan mm -hmm. or somewhere. And she said uh, that he spoke my language. She went up to the guy who spoke in tongues and started speaking to him. Yeah. And right. he said, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't understand. She goes, so she said she was quite offended. But he, he spoke, you know, she was excited because he yes. was speaking. Yeah. And uh, so I was just fascinated. I said to her, tell me about the interpretation. Did that guy interpret? She goes, yeah, no, that was accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, I was just enamored with it. I thought it was fascinating. And yeah. so. I had a, my pastor when I started in ministry. I was kind of his. Uh, he was a, he was a, I was his apprentice, but he was uh, traveling and just uh, back in the South African days. And he picked up an African man, and who couldn't speak, but he was hiking. And so the Lord said to him, "Speak in tongues." So he began to speak in tongues, and this guy began to respond. Mm. So mm -hmm. he carried on speaking in tongues. This guy began to weep, and then prayed a prayer. Wow. And then he pointed, he goes, I need to get off here. And he got out of the car and he thanked him and hugged wow. him and walked. So he led a guy to Jesus in tongues and he has no idea what he said. Oh, that's wow. amazing. I love it. You know so how, I, Greg, like man, it's for, we went to Poland, you know, we just recently got back and I what? could not even flip and say hello in Polish. It was so hard. Oh, I wow. mean, it was truly <laughs> like my brain could not shift into yeah. those utterances yeah. And and so, you know, I think it's like where romantic languages are easier for me and it I just pick them up yeah. because of English, duh. But but yeah. is there like is there ways like that with tongues where like some people pick up these things through tongue? Does, am I making sense at all? I don't know. I mean, here's <laughs> like no, no, you're not <laughs> at all. You know what I'm saying? Like like that that's an easier flow for me because of tongues, like words of knowledge. Is that the way it comes healing well, for some people? I'm just curious, like, does that is, I, is real language yeah. like related? I, I think for me, the, you know, it's not because it, it, tongues comes from your spirit. This is why it's a gateway gift because tongues teaches your spirit. 
It, it strengthens your spirit and it teaches your mind you need to serve the spirit. You, you, mind is a powerful thing and, and we should use them as much as we can. But when it comes to the spirit realm, the mind, for all its strength, is supposed to serve the spirit. Yes. Yeah. Not to dominate your spirit. Right. The spirit is supposed to lead. Yeah. And so uh, if, the, if I use my mind to, to be in charge, then, <clears throat> okay, let me put it this way. My body is limited in time and space. I can only move forward in time and I can only move at the pace I can move. And I'm only allowed, I'm sort of stuck in one place at a time. My, my mind is bigger than my body because my mind can remember, my mind can imagine, I can study, I can read, I can, I can watch programs. I, my mind can travel. Create vision. Yeah, totally. Create vision much further than my body can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But my spirit is the biggest of all. Right. That's a great my spirit is created to become one with the Holy Spirit. My spirit is created to house God. Right. Because the, when Paul uses, he, he says, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Right. He uses the word naos, which is the Greek word for the most holy place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You are the most holy place where God will dwell by his spirit. So mm -hmm. you are designed to be indwelt by God in your spirit. Yeah. So my spirit can lay hold of things. How about, how about Paul says in Ephesians, he goes, I pray that you have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love, to taste, to, to taste this love, which surpasses knowledge. Right. You see, so you can experience, you can perceive, you can get a revelation of love that blows your mind. Right. Your mind is not in control. Your mind is a servant. So one of the things I love about tongues precisely is that tongues teaches your mind, hey, you're not in charge. Because yes. your mind says, what's going on? I, this doesn't make any sense to right. me. I didn't start this. Well, I, this makes no sense. Why are those words? I don't, why am I wasting time here? And, and you, your spirit is praying mysteries. Right. Revelations from God. Your spirit is connecting with the living God, and your mind is sort of bored. Yeah. And it's, a, it's one of the best ways I've found to, if you speak in tongues, it develops a strong spirit. Because Jude says, build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the spirit. Right. So there's there's a there's a development of your spirit, but why I like tongues is because it teaches your mind, hey, hey, serve. Right. Listen. Yeah. And focus on the spirit real. Focus on what your spirit is saying. Because when you start to focus on your spirit with your mind, you get all this input starts coming. Yes. So if I'm in a if I'm in a meeting or I'm with other people and my mind is in control. Well, then the extent of what can flow in the meeting is, is my knowledge and what I've right. experienced. And, but if we get into a meeting and my spirit is in control, well, then my spirit connected to the Holy Spirit. We can, we can do anything. We can right. go anywhere. Right. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it's just so, so for what, what happens to me is very interesting for the most part is when I say, okay, Holy Spirit, would you lead? And, I, my, and my mind is ready to serve, and I'm praying in tongues, and I'm just in the spirit. Things start coming at me that I had no idea. Mm -hmm. I would never have thought about. Mm -hmm. and, and then I'm stuck because I go, how do I administrate this? Because I just felt like I heard something that I have no personal knowledge of. Right. Um, <clears throat> and so then uh, what I've learned, if you, if you develop this, if you, if you start to develop a strong spirit that's, and, and a mind that's used to, 
uh, serving your spirit, well, now you can reach into the spirit realm and see things happen in, in the natural realm that would never have happened. So you can... Uh, well, there were the, this, uh, so much more capable we than we know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, it's that, just it, like listening to you speak makes, you know, it's almost like to me, it's like, why do I need my strength, my spirit strengthened if I have Christ in me, if I have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, if I have the power of the Holy Spirit? It's yeah. like, why do I need strengthening? And yet it's. I mean, that's a really valid question, though. If like, if he's everything in me, then why do I need more strength? Yeah. If he's got it all and he's in me. And so I'm just curious, like, what is, I mean, that's yeah. just like, like, even while I was sitting here, I was like, well, well, why do I need strength, Greg? I mean, really, you know, it's like, is it for others? Absolutely. All strength. All strength in the New Testament is is designed. Um, all mastery, all authority, all strength is designed to serve others. Yeah, that's wow. that's the nature of the King and His kingdom, is that although He was uh, God Himself, He humbled Himself to serve and to lay His life down for many. That's the nature of Jesus. We want to embrace being like Him. That's inevitably where you go. Yeah, right. all, all of your strength, all of the majesty, all of the authority on your life is is used sacrificially. That's right. On behalf of other people, that's the, that's the way it is. Uh, so the the whole fat cat Jesus, celebrity Jesus, fat cat thing, is uh, is a unique uh, creation of people. It's not the gospel. Yeah. But that's a, well, that's another thing. Here's what I, I want to say about this idea of of developing a strong spirit. There there are some things we can do because because the scripture says train yourself to be godly. Uh, Matthew says uh, John the Baptist and Jesus grew strong in their spirit. That's right. So, so developing, you know, becoming um, becoming people who grow a strong spirit, where you, where your spirit starts to inform your mind, where your mind is used to listening to things that your spirit is suggesting, not your mind is controlling what happens in the spirit. If your mind is in control and you shut the spirit down, now you you have a, a form of godliness, but it has no power. You have a man-made, right, mind-controlled. Uh, kind of religious practice, which look in some people's minds are brilliant, and and if you get people together working in team, it's astounding. I mean, look what they pulled off, you, you know, in the Tower of Babel. It was it was amazing. Even God said, "Man, this is impressive." Yeah. <laughs> and they said, "We're going to make a name for ourselves. We're going to build a we're going to build a, a place that goes up to heaven." Right. And it was impressive. So, uh, I just don't want to be part of anything like that. I mean, that's it's just not God honoring. It's what. It's what uh, it's basically what Paul calls, uh, actually what James calls. He said, "It's earthly, it's unspiritual, and it's demonic." Yeah. That, mm. The wisdom that these people are engaging with. So I just go, look. I think if you develop a strong spirit, if you if you're strong in the spirit, and that comes by praying in tongues, and and it comes by various other things. Obviously, feeding yourself on the Word of God. Yeah. Get as much Word in you. Let the Word of God dwell in you richly. Mm -hmm. Paul said. Getting as much word of God in you, which feeds and strengthens and, and solidifies you, uh, speaking and praying in tongues. Uh, Paul said, I pray in tongues more than all of you. <laughs> right? That's what he said. Yeah. Um, but in the church, uh, but in the church, it's not about this is not the time for me to develop my spirit. In the church, it's about being clear to you so I can edify you. Right. Um, so, but, but in, in private, Paul said, I pray in tongues more than anybody I know because I'm developing this. And so I think for me, the, the two things that I love is, is praying in tongues and journaling. Uh -huh. Where I, I, I sit and just go, Lord, would you speak to me? 
And I just start writing what jumps, the, the continuous flow of thought that jumps into my mind. And I just write them down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, again, it's a, it's a, why I like that journaling process is I say, Lord, would you speak to me, please? And I just start writing what, whatever comes into my mind. Mm-hmm. Actually, I, I type, but I, start on my, I bet I sit and type and, and, and I just type until the, until the flow stops. Uh-huh. And then I go back and read it. And that's the time when my mind engages and goes, is this, so I measure that against, is this what I know to be true about God? Does this match up with the word of God? Is right. this in line with the character of God? And then my mind is engaged and I'm sifting it and I'm judging it. And that's fine. That's helpful. But I like the practices of praying in tongues and journaling because it's, it's, it's a way for me to say to my spirit, hey, I need you to step up. I need to listen. What have you got for me today? What mysteries yeah. that you've heard from God do I need to know? Mm-hmm. And so for me, those two practices probably more than any other have helped my mind uh, has sort of developed a, a pathway yes. right. from the spirit into my mind. Yes. Right. Sensitivity. Right. Well, mm-hmm. I think of it, you know, we think nothing of, you know, a, a daily routine of going to the gym to strengthen our muscles. Totally. You know, as followers of Christ, this is this is the invitation. If you, you know, like I, it's just I think about why don't I do these things on a regular basis? Because I don't seem to have a problem walking every day. You know what I mean? Like just yeah. committing my time. And, and I'd say, you know, for people who are listening right now, yeah, you know, you may be skeptical of some of the things that we've talked about on here, but what we would challenge you to do is give it a shot. Mm-hmm. You know, in the same, I love to me, one of the examples that stood out the most to me that you, you used was you said, you know, you're sitting in a chair, but you're not really noticing how that chair feels right now. But if you stop for just a minute and tune in and yeah. think to yourself, what is this chair? What does the back look feel like I'm sitting in? What is the bottom? Where are my feet resting? How does my body feel sitting in this? Then I begin to notice things that were always there yeah. and I just wasn't aware. Your yeah. spirit is far more aware than you realize because you're not stopping to pay attention. And so that's really all journaling is doing is pausing and tuning into what he's, he's already speaking. He didn't just like all of a sudden start speaking to Greg <laughs> when he sat down to journal. No. He was just tuning into that divine flow. And wow. so Greg, as we kind of wrap up today, I can hear the question on do. people's hearts. <laughs> I'm like, say it. Karen. How do I do this? <laughs> uh, okay. If I wanted to speak in tongues, can everybody do it? Can I do it? How do I start? Can yeah. you just kind of maybe address it briefly and then pray into that for people. Yeah. I'd love to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Jesus basically said, um, so, so let me answer the question. Can, can everybody do it? Yes. That Mm -hmm. the, uh, the Holy spirit is uh, the gift that's been poured out on all flesh. That's what the promise of Joel was. The days are coming. I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. So anybody who's hungry, uh, obviously, you have to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, right? So that's obviously you have to be born again. But once you're born again, then uh, you're welcome uh, to ask for the Holy Spirit to fill you. And people say, well, didn't that all happen when I got born again? Um, well, no, not actually. Jesus breathed on his disciples and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Right. And he said, wait in Jerusalem until the Holy Spirit comes. And then yes. on the day of Pentecost, they all were filled. And then Acts 4, when they, Peter and John get whipped they go back to the church and it says they prayed together and the place where they were meeting was shaken they were all filled with the holy spirit again yeah so there's this this uh, it's not a one-time deal right. where 
the sense of uh, the the in the infilling, the rushing, the the fullness of the spirit comes multiple times in people. But uh, that's just the way that it happens. Jesus said um, in John seven thirty seven, "If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Yeah. And if you do." streams of living water will flow from you yeah. and, and it says by this he meant the spirit mm -hmm. who was later to be given and that's simply the way that's that i would recommend to people you know there's no one way there's there's a lot of people who express it must happen this way <laughs> and we serve an infinitely creative god Amen. yeah and we do most of the people that i know that were a little bit nervous uh got into a private place and just said, Lord, give me a gift of tongues. And then, you know, words started to form and they were like, oh, well, no one's around. I'm going to just speak these yes. out and start. M Michelle, I think got tongues in the bath. I, you know, she was like, yeah, I'm not, going, <laughs> I, I was, I'm not doing this in public, but right. you know, I think a, lot of, a lot of people is that's, that's what happens. You yeah. know, you, you, the um, car, the car is a good place. The cars are great. Car it's great. It's great. Yeah, people, you just need to get to a, a, mostly to a private place because this is something that, you know, be you and the Lord. Yeah. I've seen the Lord do this and, and, and just fill people rather dramatically and they burst out in tongues and they love because they're filled with joy and peace. And so it's a, it's a beautiful moment for them. And I've seen other people, uh, me included, was uh, I got filled with, they laid hands on me, prayed for me. I didn't feel any difference. I, in fact, I said to them, I don't think that worked. You guys didn't right. pray again, you know, because right. I didn't feel feel anything yeah and then, uh, just a couple of days later I was alone began to speak in tongues and uh -huh. uh, you know it was it was normal so I think Sweet. Uh, to, to say it has to be this way or that way is just not right I right. think the Lord's gonna work with your personality and it it really comes down to are you thirsty because that's what Jesus said if you're that's thirsty right. come to me. yeah so I would just recommend for people who, who's saying I, I you know I'd like to do this uh, just come to the Lord and say Lord I, I really am thirsty yeah, and then and drink. Now, so I think the best way what we said earlier, just come and receive. Just say, Lord, I'm going to drink. Just fill me with your spirit. Yeah. And I love this because you're not doing this for show. We're not doing this for public acclaim. We're not trying to look good. We're just going, Lord, I'm just genuinely hungry, hungry for you, and I want you to move in my life. Yeah. And then just sit there hungry and drink. Yeah. That's right. And if words start to form, say them. That's mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's the best I can say. That's amazing. Uh -oh. Yeah, I think it's to me, it's that posture of humility. Like, okay, you say this would strengthen my spirit. I definitely want that. Yeah. You know, and so it's kind of like, yeah. well, gosh, if I want that, it's in yeah. humility, I'm willing to sound like a fool because you, yeah. you, you don't know what you're saying. And everybody's yeah. Yeah. tongue can sound, you know, they just the no two. I've never heard any two that sound alike. Yeah. They, they all sound different. And there's just that humility of being okay with, allowing these words to come out that just sound like gibberish, if yeah. I'm being honest. Yeah. Well, yeah. and, you know, E.B. was talking last night at, at Be Still, and she was like, he's wild. Yeah. And we've made him so safe. Same. And he is so not safe i mean he is he's the kind of safest whatever but he's, he's wild and he's yeah. not tame and you know i think the biggest thing with all of this is like how curious are you that's right you know how curious yeah. are you that there's a life on the other side of what i'm currently experiencing mm -hmm. that could be better richer more fruitful more amazing more abundant than i've ever known so yeah. greg will you pray for people just as we wrap up yeah. people who yeah. are curious 
Yeah, I'd love to do that. Thank you so much. Let me just say thank you for for having me. And I I think uh, I'm going to keep you guys around because I take 15 (laughs) minutes to say something. And then you go, I think what he's saying is, and then. (laughs) That's not true. Stop. was brilliant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we love yeah, you. It's pretty, it's pretty so good. Thank you, Lord. Well, this is your dream. Uh, you said it's good for you that I'm going away because when I go, Father and I are going to send the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And He's going to lead you into all truth. And He's not going to speak on His own. And He's going to teach you and remind you about everything that I said. And uh, Lord, you said, wait, wait for the beauty of this promise mm-hmm. from the Father. Mm-hmm. Um, and Lord, we just wanted to say thank you that you poured out your spirit in these days and that yeah. your promise was that your spirit wouldn't just be for a few, but that your spirit would be poured out on all flesh, on sons and daughters and servants and Lord, everybody, yeah. anybody. And you said, Lord, if anybody is thirsty... Let them come to me and drink. And out of their belly, streams of living waters are going to flow. So I'm asking, Lord, in Jesus' name, that you would begin now. I pray for supernatural, significant encounters for everybody, Lord, who goes to a a secret place, Mm. who goes to a lonely place and says, Lord, I'm hungry. And I'm asking, Holy Spirit, this promise, you are the promise of the Father. I pray, Lord, that they would have encounters and experiences and that you give them the gift of tongues and that joy and peace and righteousness, which is the kingdom of God in the Holy Spirit, would be their portion. Yeah. I pray for, Lord, many, many people getting tongues. I pray for many, many people being drawn to you. And I pray for, Lord, the launch, the literal launch of, of thousands of people mm-hmm. into mm-hmm. a supernatural lifestyle. Yes. In Jesus' name I pray. Yes. Amen. Yeah, while yeah, you're speaking, no, Greg, I just heard the Lord say, make sure they know they have to open their mouth. Because I do yeah. think that's yeah. such a big deal. You know, for me, it was like you have to make a sound That's right. for, for him to partner with you. That's and the so faith. That's the walking that is the it faith, out. But is I give you my sound. open their mouth and he will fill it. Yeah. You know, I love you, Greg. Thank yeah, you thank so, you so much. much. What a fun no. conversation. Yeah, I, I feel like this is really what this podcast to me is about is just... Yeah. You know, just saying, hey, there's more. Yeah. There is, there's more in every day. This is not a one and done. You know, yeah. this is like every day we get to walk out this exciting life of newness. You yeah. know, just always, he's always got this good gift. Come in, it, requisition, yeah. requisition yeah. him. Come, yeah. it's all free. Yeah. Uh, just requisition from him. So thank you. We bless you, Greg. Thank you, bless you so much. Bye. Bye. You know, for us, this is just such a joy getting to meet these guests. Yeah, to totally. Just hear the incredible revelations they have. And we hear from from you, too. Mm-hmm. We're, we're constantly hearing how much this is just filling your life. And, and really, I, I hope what it's doing is expanding your thinking that there really is more, that the kingdom of God is is just something that we can constantly mine the the gifts and the treasures and the relationship we get to have. Yeah. And, and, and these guests get to bring this to us, but it's a costly venture to mm-hmm. do this. And so if this has been meaningful to you, if you have benefited from this, we just would like to ask you if you would consider partnering with us. We're really speaking to the people that this is a routine. You yeah. come to be fed by There Is More. We would love to ask you to partner with us 
in giving towards Be Still because Be Still is what funds what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. Well, and we are trying to increase our capacity and the people that we reach, and that requires marketing on another level and we just want to invite you into that invite you into the conversations that we're having that change people's lives you know i mean this is a seed that you are going to plant and you know we're about to talk about generosity on the podcast here soon that you'll get to listen to and i think you know these this is a planting of the lord every dollar that you plant you are planting for a harvest that you may never see but it may spring forward in somebody's life and they may change. I mean, they're going to change their community. They're going to change their family. And we're just inviting you into that. Yeah, I love the way Rachel said that because it isn't just about funding the podcast. No. It's about sowing to another generation that will walk in the goodness of God, will walk in greater freedom. Thanks so much for listening. 